The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Happy New Everything, everybody. How you doing? It's your man, Vince, The Voice. It's Black Mental Matters, the podcast that deals, you know, with mental health in the black community. And when we uh, say, when I say, you know, Black Mental Matters, I think it matters in all aspects of life, whether it's a clinical situation or not. And definitely it's an issue as it relates to our love relationships. The numbers, folks, you would not believe when you look at the statistics about divorce in the black community. There are studies that show that it's over 50, 70 even percent of divorce rate. And why is that? Well, I think it's because we got to get a grip on and a strategy on how we keep our love alive in our relationships. And so uh, we're going to be talking today with Dr. J. Parker Griffin, once again, my good friend. He's the author of the book, Becoming Number One in His or Her. I'm, I'm just uh, changing the title for him. Becoming Their Number One, Ways to Renew Love Relationships. We're going to renew, we're going to be new, and here we go. It's Black Mental Matters. Becoming Number One ways to renew love relationships that's what it's all about today on black mental matters vince the voice here with the doctor of psychology the licensed professional counselor the certified anger management specialist and the behavioral therapist in private practice dr j parker griffin how's that (laughs) it felt good to say it how you doing man Good, good, good to be back with you. And uh, so uh, today, you know, everything is new again. We want to be new. And so we want to renew our love relationships because there's some serious problems going on, particularly in the black community when it comes down to relationships and marriage. Some shocking numbers, Doc. 70 percent. Is that what you told me? Ending a divorce. That's a seven. So think about 10 of your friends. Is seven of them split up? That's amazing. I mean, the overall average in America is 50%, but it's even more so uh, in the in the black community. It's a sad Well, you know, I mean, even from Jump Street, I was looking over some things and how what people are looking for, even when they get ready to get married, even before they get into the relationship. You know, black woman, she can be hard. You know, she wants somebody with a good income. (laughs) She wants somebody to be well educated. Uh, She wants that financial stability, all that kind of stuff. And that's good. No, I, that, that's that's not. But but it tells me it tells me uh, scholars tells me that uh, white women don't uh, require all that. No, you could be working on fries and uh, she could see something in you. <laughs> that's what Kanye said. And look what Kanye did. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> In potential, yeah, rather than and then I guess when you don't reach that potential, huh? Then you got 70%, seven of your friends uh, coming over to play, watch the game all the time. <laughs> 
But but Doc, I know that uh, in your practice, you 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 are all about trying to help folks, and I want to applaud you. I really, literally, man, applaud you. You know, relationships and uh, African American males and all kinds of good stuff, huh? We gotta do premarital and marital counseling with uh, a variety of different age groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this uh, becoming number one ways to renew love relationships. This is uh, uh, your book. What what is it that um, that's available on Amazon? What is it that that you think uh, breaks down relationships? What are some of the problems first you you, you find uh, that, that 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 hurts couples, and then we get into the seventy percent realm again. Well, let me say that a female, one of my female clients, is the, the one who told me to uh, insert the word "his" in the title of the book. I like that. And the reason for that is that females would be the ones who would be more likely to look on Amazon to find a source to try to improve the quality of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's why she uh, recommended that. But what I find that is most common as far as uh, what interferes with a high quality relationship, Mm -hmm. the number one thing that they report is communication. Communication. Mm -hmm. Mm. Two way, two way communication is a two way thing. speaking but ain't nobody listening You know that that, that uh, I am so guilty because that's what you want to do. I mean, when it, when when your woman says that somebody tripping at the job or her girl do this, we quick to say, you know what, you just need to just drop that because they ain't gonna change and keep it moving, and you don't want to talk about it no more. But no, you got to get the details. And then she said this here, and then just, and see when you cut that off, that's that's part of the problem, huh, Doc? What what the, we miss it? What what what's the answer, Doc? Okay, so I don't want to give too much. Okay, I can recall, man, uh, I was in a setting doing some work and it was uh, men and you're certified anger management. It was an anger management uh, gathering. And the revelation, man, uh, all the guys were sitting around the room and everyone was saying things like, man, she want to drive my car. Man, I can't. And I was like looking at them like, this is crazy. Do you hear what you said? This is your wife that you're saying because she want to drive your car. Now you sitting in this anger management class. Uh, stuff like that is uh, it's going on every single day. Moment, huh?
to get that that there you go right there once you become one you truly become one Right. And, and, but some folks, uh, it, it can be hard. I mean, I'm into year 32. I'm just now, you know, I mean, it, it, it's been a while, but it took a while to get that. This <laughs> ain't just your girlfriend no more. You know, and, and I think that's, uh, one of those reasons again, we into this 70%. Doc, we need to clone you to stop this. Uh, this is a tragedy. 70%. Okay. And have a tremendously positive outcome in virtually no time. Now I'm talking about like say six weeks, you start doing the kinds of things that we're talking about. Oh. In the in the book, mm-hmm. becoming his number one ways to renew a relationship. Available on Amazon. Exactly. And uh, when they start doing those things that we're talking about, because it's founded on behavioral principles that are documented, tested from a scientific point of view, but it's packaged in layman's terms. Okay. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to get right into that. We're going to take a slight pause for the cause and come back. And uh, we're with Dr. J.P.J. Parker Griffin, Jr. And uh, we're going to give you those ways to become his number one ways to renew your love relationships. Keep it right there. It's Black Mental Matters. Black Mental Matters and for uh, the men and the women today, you just send your check in because we are solving problems with Dr. J. Parker Griffin, Jr., Doctor of uh, Psychology, Licensed Professional Counselor. He's a behavioral therapist in private practice and the author of Becoming His, or you can put in her, number one, uh, Ways to Renew Love Relationships. And uh, I got the table of contents right here for the book, Doc, and you talk about first improving communication. That's that's the first. How do, how do, how do we do? How do we do that? Mm. 
And so she's complaining about the amount of energy that it takes just to stay afloat. And then she tells him, and instead of being more empathetic, mm-hmm. trying to get in her heart and understand the frustration of being overwhelmed, he starts trying to fix it. And he says, well, why don't you try to be more efficient? Why don't Troubled, yeah. When he, I can tell right now he in trouble when he starts something <laughs> like that. When you 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 use this uh, term uh, called parroting uh, as it comes to uh, uh, you know communicating better with him. What, what does that mean, Doc? When you parroting? Well, basically, P A R R O T I N G. During the sessions, I actually teach them the skill set that they can use in order to deal with this whole issue of not feeling understood. Mm-hmm. And so the way to do that is to begin to actually say back to the person as closely as possible the content of the words that they just finished telling you. Okay, so so let's go through that for a second. You just said, "Ooh, I'm just I'm so overwhelmed. The the, the house, the kids, you know, back at school, my job. I, I just I don't know." So then, you, I should, my response should be. Well, first of all, it's interesting that you should say it like that because that's like an exact quote of the kind of thing that I would hear. And so, what we do is a role play where we do what you and I are doing right now. So you say what you just said, and then I say. So what I'm hearing you saying is that you have a lot of responsibility with dealing with the household, dealing with the kids, being in school, and working full time. Mm, yes, yes, that's what I said. Okay, can you tell me more about that? Dang, gotta get deeper. Okay. Then that lets her get it even more out, huh? The emotion, get the vent out. Ooh, good, good one. Okay. Okay, the alternative, the one that makes her even more frustrated and makes her feel like you're not on her team is when you say, well, well, if you would use your time more wisely, then maybe you could get all these things done. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. about to get slapped. <laughs> You don't do that. So that's why the parenting, that's a part of what so you refer to as active listening, which is a skill set that many of us males don't have, black, white, you name it. And so we actually practice, that's the behavioral kind of approach to, to practice the skill sets that are necessary in order to improve the quality of the communication. That one thing in and of itself doesn't sound like much, but it just goes completely over the head of so many men because it's so obvious that we don't get it. Because we're trying to fix the way you said the way you said it too. I mean, that's a good way to start practicing. So what I hear, so what I hear you saying is, mm-hmm. okay, fellas, you heard that. So what I hear you saying is, baby. She says it, and then you say, "Can you tell me more about that?" Can you tell me more about the job? And then you say, "And, and do you mean that so and so and so and so?" You're still repeating back to her mm. the same thing that she said, mm. and you keep. Oh, and that's what we're trying to get to, right? That's how we renew that love relationship, getting inside our heart. Wow. Now, here in the uh, contents, you use words like kindness, compassion, understanding, and loving behaviors. That all feels like what we just did there. That 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 plays right into that. Well, let me elaborate on the um, getting inside our heart thing. 
because one of the things that I find in therapy is that the females in general, as far as the way they socialize, they want to feel like they are the number one most important thing in his life next to Jesus. That's right. And, yep. And I have not money more than one out of about 100 who doesn't feel like that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Guys, they don't necessarily want to feel like they're number one in her life. All they want is some acknowledgement of appreciation every once in a while, maybe every three months, four months, six months, whatever. Break them off a little something, cook them some, some pork neck bones or something, do something for them. Ah. So that's the part that is her role for her to acknowledge, uh, show some verbal appreciation and uh, actions like you just talked about. His is to make her feel like she is number one in his life, like she means something to him emotionally. She's looking for that emotional reassurance. Ooh, those are good nuggets right there, fellas and ladies. So the guys, we wanted that. You're right, because it, it, nothing feels better when your woman rub you upside your head and say, Ooh, I'm just so glad that you just a hardworking man. I, boy, I, she could get anything out of you. <laughs> and then the flip side, uh, uh, for for the ladies, fellas, uh, she wants to know that you, she is number one in your life. Exactly. Now, as far as uh, expression of thoughtfulness and kindness and consideration, all this kind of thing, one thing she doesn't want, just like anybody else does not want, is for you to come off all yeah. So delivery is one of the wow. things that we practice as far as the communication process is concerned. So I try to encourage the guys to focus on developing what I refer to as productive behaviors, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's not like there's no such thing as right and wrong in terms of the communication or the attitude or whatever, but it's immaterial to what we're trying to do. We're trying to identify those set of productive behaviors that help them to draw closer together than strengthen the bond. And so I encourage the guys to use terms of endearment. If, if that's something that the couple uses. Baby, sweetie. Baby, sweetie. Yeah, and you sprinkle that throughout the communication. Mm. Hey, babe, could you come over here and do something, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She likes that. And then, on top of it, I encourage them to use gentle words. And then the next level of it is what I refer to as beautiful words. Mm. So, if you are so focused on showing her how important she is in your life, babe, you know, I really appreciate the way that you've been handling business around here and stuff. And, you know, you're probably the, the most important thing to uh, come in my life in the last 15 to 20 years. Pretty so fine. Mm. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to get lucky tonight. Bro. I'm, using, <laughs> I'm about to use this. We have got the man with the plan right here. Becoming his or her number one. The Ways to Renew Love Relationships. We're with uh, Dr. J. Park Griffin. And we'll be back in just a moment. This is some good stuff, Doc. I'm telling you. I'm, uh, I'm going to get my cologne, my Steve Harvey pajamas. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment.
We're back with Black Mental Matters, Vince the Voice with uh, Dr. J. Parker Griffin. And we're talking about uh, becoming his or her number one ways to renew love relationships available on Amazon. That's his latest book. And uh, so we were talking about uh, productive behaviors like, again, hey, baby, and, you know, sweet talk and tone. You say, that, you know, that kind of thing. But there's some unproductive uh, behavior. You got a long laundry list of those, man. So listen up, everybody. What are some of those things we got to get out of our lives? Okay, okay. So we want to overshadow those. We want to grow them so big and so strong that they completely overpower the counterproductive behaviors. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, oh, that also includes being humorous, having um, a lot of fun in the relationship. Yes, yes. Laughing and yes. just making jokes and yes. stuff. And when you're doing all of that and enjoying each other's company, you don't have time to be arguing and fussing and fighting and acting like a fool. Yeah, like you did when you was wooing each other in the beginning. You was yeah. Everybody was all happy and laughing. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of those things we got to get out of our uh, lives? Okay, when it comes to the counterproductive behaviors, remember, as I say, it's not like there's not such a thing as right and wrong or mm-hmm. good and bad, but what it is is we want to capture the productive behaviors that uh, grow so big that there's no room for mm-hmm. these counterproductive behaviors that I'm about to talk about, okay? Okay. So, some of them include things like over-talking the other party, mm. making jokes at the other party's expense, mm. sarcastic remarks, micro and backhanded insults, you know, those little digs and everything that mm. you know the person so well that you can say something that kind of like really mm. them the wrong way. That's yeah, right. yeah, your mama, just like your mama. Exactly. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Constant criticism, mm. loud talking, threatening behavior such as throwing objects and invading the partner's personal space. So some of us guys, we think that we have to hit somebody in order for it to be considered violent behavior. But actually, you can just get up in the person's face right. or throw an object in the direction like a pillow or whatever and so on. And our, our voices in and of itself yes. is so overwhelming. Yes. And then just the, uh, the tone of it and everything can be very intimidating to some females. Refusing to validate the other party's feelings, degrading the other party's dreams and opinions. They want to go back to school or they're thinking about starting a business. And all you can say is how uh, stupid idea that is. That's stupid, girl. You're 42 years old talking about going back to school. What you need to do is this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there go that renewed love relationship out the window. <laughs> You supposed to support it. You know what, baby? That's how let's let's investigate. Let's go online and see what courses they offering at the tech. And oftentimes when that happens, he's feeling threatened. Right. She's trying to do something to better herself instead of recognizing, oh wow, I have somebody on my team who's trying to do something beneficial for both of us. For the whole family structure. This is this is a good thing. This is good. Behind. You are so right. And that's and that's exactly how uh, I can see, you know, the getting it twisted. Oh, you just trying to leave me or something. You exactly. you want to hang around them bougie people at church mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Now the obvious one is physical harm. So mm. you know, once you get yeah. to that, as far as I'm concerned, you don't really have a relationship anyway. And so like what's the point? Right. But nevertheless, that's that counterproductive behavior. Controlling behavior, just like that could be finances, that could be the decision-making process, or you name it, and so that's counterproductive. Accusatory behavior, she's not even thinking about this dude that she had lunch with. Right. Usually, most often, the female is probably the more um, committed 
individual, the more loyal individual, and they're not. In fact, I have some who he was the one engaged in infidelity, and she says, well, you know, as long as I'm married, there's no way in the world I'm going to go outside of our relationship. Mm. I refuse. Mm. So there's that. Um, giving the cold shoulder so and shutting down. So you get into a conflict about X, Y, or Z or whatever, and refusing to try to talk Talk it out. It. Yeah, yeah. And I encourage people to push through their feelings, push past their feelings, because anytime you're trying to work out conflict in a relationship or learn a new behavior to do it, there's this period of adjustment. There's this period of awkwardness because you're starting to do something different, pushing through your feelings from what you've done in the past. But if you stay there for a minute, then your body readjusts and learns wow. that there's a better way on the other side. Wow. Good stuff, Doc. Yeah. Refusing to talk out issues, deflecting and blaming, finger pointing, mm. and rarely taking the uh, personal responsibility for your own shortcomings. So that means that you have to look in the mirror, be honest with yourself, man or woman, and say, mm, now what am I doing in this relationship? Am I doing anything that is contributing to the quality of the relationship? Mm. Or is it destroying the quality of the relationship? And be honest about that. Doc, in the uh, book you talk about uh, growth plans and a dating plan. So, uh, you know, with the few minutes that we have left, give them some plans. Give us some plans, man, so we can all get lucky tonight. Go ahead. Because <laughs> that's the whole purpose of everything. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, so that we can have no a, a, a good love relationship with our significant others. Well, unfortunately, that over a period of time, often the couples get kind of comfortable with the way things are. Right. And it becomes kind of boring and mundane as far as their interaction, go to work, go home. No. Kids, it's new time. It's new time. We got to do something new. Exactly. So... What the dating plan does is identify a frequency of the kinds of fun, enjoyable things that you can do with each other to keep the relationship fresh. Okay. So if you have, like, say we're going to uh, go out like once a week or uh, twice a month or whatever, I actually have identified about 75 different kinds of fun things that you can do in order to enjoy each other's company and kind of keep that relationship, keep the fire in the relationship. So if it means going down to the hotel downtown and getting the heart-shaped tub. <laughs> now that's one. I mean, but we'll rattle off a few more. You said seventy-five different things. So that's nice. I mean, and that's spending money though, too, though, Doc. I mean, if you got to get the hotel and all that. Well, some of the best things are the free things, right? Are very low-cost things like walking to the park. Walk through the park. Get some ice cream. Hey, bowling. That was one of my, my first uh, and best dates. We went to ice cream. <laughs> Man, ice cream make you feel good. Ice cream make you feel good. <laughs> it's very simple that, that saved relationships and saved marriages and so on because it was just a, a show of appreciation, a show of affection, which she was dying for. And so basically what he did was he got some little pastel paper little strips, cut them into 52 pieces, went to the local uh, department store that starts with a W, and got a glass jar with a glass top. He took those uh, 52 slivers of paper, one for each week of the year, and on each one he wrote, this is why you're special to me and why I love you. And he put those different pastel colors, like they might, might, might be blue and pink and yellow and, and white or whatever. Mm. And he uh, balls them up or folds them up and puts them inside that glass jar, which makes these multicolored list of uh, statements. Mm-hmm. And 
on the outside and he says, uh, 52 reasons why I love you. No. Yeah. And he gives it to her and she said, and he says, babe, remember the terms have been different. Right. I just want you to know how special you are, that you are the most important thing in my life next to Jesus, whatever. Mm. He gives it to her. And so anytime you're feeling some kind of way, I want you to reach inside of this jar. Oh. Very good. Very good. Oh. Like stuff that he makes. Right. Right. She's not turning down any furs, right. gold or diamonds or whatever, but she wants a part of him. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how yeah. you renew your love relationship. Yes, sir. That's right. That's why we have him again, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dr. J. Parker Griffin, doctor of psychology and uh, a behavioral therapist in practice. How can people contact you, Doc? Well, the easiest way that you can always get me, because I'm on the move, mm-hmm. is to look on the Psychology Today Therapist referral page. Mm-hmm. You can also call me directly at 404-718-9276, and I'll talk with you about how you can move forward as far as becoming his number one and improve, renew your love relationships as listed on Amazon.com. And that's what we need, folks. 70% divorce rate in the African-American community, the black community, 50% across the board. And uh, we we, we got to turn those numbers around. And I'm just so thankful for what you do, Doc. Thanks again, man. All of our folks from Black Middle Matters, we say thank you. This is Makiba Reed Johnson with Black Mental Matters, and this is Makiba's Mindful Moment. We're going to take this moment to address something that um, is a little uncomfortable to talk about, and that is accountability, self-awareness, and self-reflection when it comes to your mental health and addressing and acknowledging trauma in your life. If you are at a place where you are addressing and healing from your own trauma that has been um, imposed upon you from someone else, you have to also be aware of where you've been deficient and where you have possibly caused trauma in someone else's life. And you've got to make sure that you make amends with yourself and if possible, that person for you to be able to continue on your own journey and to also make sure that the energy that you're putting out in the world around you is impacting those around you in a positive way.